Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And today we have a really interesting guest. Dave the Mystic is here today to talk to us about let's see, how to clear your energy and how to get entities out of your house. And this is going to be a really, really interesting show. Um, he's got a really wonderful background. But before I bring him on, I've been talking about the state of humanity. And I pulled a couple things off uh, the internet this morning that I wanted to share with you guys. And the first thing is last night, there was a uh, magnitude 7.5 earthquake in Alaska. And there was also a small tsunami. And this is from CNN. And it said the magnitude 7.5 earthquake near Sandpoint, Alaska generated a tsunami. And Scott Langley with the National Tsunami Warning Center said Monday afternoon, Langley said that uh, the tsunami sent two waves, each measuring four feet, three inches high. But observers on shore reported the waves appeared to be more like two feet over the tide. So prayers to the people out there in Alaska. That's really um, interesting that they've had such a huge earthquake. Now, I don't think anybody was injured, but uh, it was a, a, a big one. The other thing I wanted to bring up, I always like to throw out some good news. And the good news is the birds in San Francisco started singing differently in the silence of the pandemic shutdown. Now, listen to this. When the roads emptied, of traffic in March and April because of the COVID-19 pandemic, Bay Area residents reported hearing more birds and they were halfway right. Jennifer Phillips, a research at Cal Poly and Elizabeth Derryberry, a professor at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville, collaborated to evaluate whether and how songbirds responded to the quieter environment with much less traffic. But the bottom line is the researchers found that the birds responded by producing softer songs that could travel over a larger distance, unpeated by noise. The urban songs also became sexier, they say, in terms of vocal performance, meaning the birds sang a wider range of notes in their songs in a wider bandwidth during the shutdown. That's some interesting stuff, guys. Hey, listen, before I bring Dave the Mystic on, I want to mention I do psychic readings and I really haven't promoted myself that much, but I'm doing them full time now. So if you go to my website, nancyyearout.com, you can sign up for either a 30 minute appointment or an hour appointment with me. And um, if you mention High Road to Humanity, I will give you a 20% discount. So that's for all my High Road to Humanity listeners. Okay. Now, Dave the Mystic is here. His name is Dave Barnett, and he's an energy healer. He's an intuitive. He's got over 35 years experience. He's in Colorado. He has multiple technical degrees. He's a, truly a rocket scientist. In the early 1980s, Dave had some turning points in his life, and it led to a passion in discovering and developing his gifts in multiple forms of energy healing. Now, Dave has gifts in healing, reading the Akashic records, energy and entity clearing, changing core beliefs, and discerning spiritual gifts. Dave continually seeks out new modalities, learns and experiences 
from them and the practitioners, frequently highlighting these on his weekly web radio show. He's got a radio show, you guys, and I've been on, and it's awesome. And he has 480 episodes so far. Hey, Dave, welcome to High Road to Humanity. Thank you so much. It's a joy to be here. I'm glad you're here today. Can you give us some more of your background? I mean, you're an electrical engineer. You've got a master's in bioengineering. How did you get from all of that to doing energy healing? Tell the audience, please. Sure. Well, as a a child, uh, I became very interested in electronics in fifth grade. And uh, I ended up being the, the neighborhood whiz kid who was taking apart TVs, fixing radios, uh, building circuits, uh, going to science fairs with things. Being, a, I was a ham radio operator in junior high, and that's pretty much oh. self-taught. My my parents divorced uh, when I was in sixth grade, and so my dad wasn't around. And uh, along in that time frame, my mom also got very interested in astrology, and she she kind of went with a friend to have a reading as a lark, and uh, the reading had so much evidential material in it that. Uh, she she went from thinking, well, this is just kind of a funzy thing to she had to learn how to do it. And so when I was in junior high and high school, being the youngest of uh, my, my three brothers and myself, mm-hmm. I I became sort of her partner in, in trying out different things psychically. Oh, and cool. so I, I was open to it. I, I didn't pursue it in college much, but uh, the turning point came at my 10th high school reunion. I ran into an old friend and he asked if I'd become an electrical engineer like I expected. And I said, yeah. And he said, uh, do you think it's possible to change things at a distance uh, remotely uh, without you know, any influence? And he kept beating around the bush, very, very odd questions. And uh, he wouldn't tell me what was going on, but he said, well, let's go to my house. I want to show you some things. And we went to his house and he gave me a number of demonstrations that where he could just uh, sort of point at something and say now, and it would change its behavior. Um, like change he, the he voltage just, is what you're saying? Well, it was stranger than that. Um, the first demo was we walked up to the electric meter on the side of his house and he said, do you have an idea of the rate of the wheel? And, you know, the, the wheel spins at, at a speed that's proportional to how much power you're using at that time. And uh, so he said, do you have an idea of the rate of the wheel? And I said, sure. And he, he points that and he goes, now. And it slowed by a third. Wow. <clears throat> and he said, I did this to my mother's house several months ago and her bills are still lower. Oh, my God. He needs to come to my house. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, we all do. And uh, <laughs> we, we went inside and he had a little black and white TV on rabbit ears. And it just, he turned it on and put it on a a non-channel. So it's just snow. And he points at the TV and says now and tunes in a station. Oh my gosh. And uh, he he gave me a demonstration on his stereo. He's a, he was a disc jockey at that time at an FM station and a very nice stereo. And it had the, the VU uh, meter needles and, you know, they, they go up when it's louder and down one softer for the left and right channels. Mm -hmm. And he said, do you see how they're moving with the music? And I said, sure. And he points at it and goes now, and they go out of phase. So when the music goes louder, the needle goes down. And when the music goes softer, the needle goes up. And uh, yeah, this is kind of weird. And and he's totally reliable with this stuff. Every time he goes for a demonstration or an effect, it works. So that must have just freaked you out. Well, it, it was kind of bring up the hair on the back of my neck a little bit. Yeah. And 
we went out to his car and sat in it and his idling. And this was uh, before computers. Uh, his, he had an old enough car. This is in early 80s. Yeah. And uh, so the car is idling and he just kind of points at it and goes now. And he could slow down the idle to the point where the car was stalling. And he wow. said, I can stall other cars in traffic. Oh, my goodness. And uh, the, the final demo that day was we went down to his radio station uh, 50,000 watt FM station. And we went in the back room where they have the status, uh, meters that, you know, show, show a technician, you know, how, how the transmitters work. He makes sure it's perfectly, uh, aligned. And they had a digital panel meter that was reading 99.6%. And that was 99.6% of the total 50,000 watts out the antenna. And he said, I can lower the power. I can't do it too much or I'll trip it off the air. He said, I, I have tripped it off the air. Oh, and wow. um, so he said, you have an idea of what it's doing? I said, sure. And he points at it and goes, now. And it drops to 99.2. Well, four-tenths of a percent of 50,000 watts is a whole lot of power to control with just thinking, just your mind power. And uh, over the years, we, we've come up with other demos where He's changed like a ceiling fan in my kitchen. It's behavior where it was oscillating and, and vibrating because it's out of balance. Right. He was able to affect that uh, from uh, now he was in Wichita. I was in Denver. And, uh, but I, the, the, the upshot of it was I came back from that trip and uh, I said, you know, there's a whole lot more to life in physics than what I've learned in electrical engineering. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really started digging in and, I took a whole lot of training in therapeutic touch, which is one of the energy healing uh, modalities. And uh, I took psychic development classes and met three wonderful women. And we met every two weeks on a Thursday night for a couple of years, trying different things. And uh, so that's very helpful. I joined a group that was uh, learning how to channel uh, Tibetan ascended masters. Nice. So uh, I was still the, the electrical engineer during the day working on rockets and satellites. And then after hours, I was doing healing work. And I managed to keep those worlds separate. So uh, I didn't make people uneasy at work that, you know, I, I was doing weird stuff that needed to, you know, somebody needed to say something. So right, right. Uh, my, a lot of my friends joke about me being uh, Superman and Clark Kent. And uh, so Clark <laughs> Kent was the... Uh, was the engineer during the day and then Superman was what I did after hours. Well, and I think what you do is really awesome and you clear from a distance, you can clear people and you, we've had a, I've had a session with you. You were recommended yeah. to me by one of my, um, one of my guests on my show, Maureen St. Germain, and uh, you've been on coast to coast. And mm -hmm. so I, I know you've been doing this work for a, a while and it's very rewarding that you're able to help so many people and you do it from a distance. Um, talk to me about why, and I know why, because I, I know why you clear from a distance, but tell the audience the benefits <laughs> of why you clear from a distance. Uh, several things. Uh, uh, number one is I really don't want to give the entities that I'm clearing an opportunity to try to attach to me. Right. Uh, I've had one or two clearing experiences where some people wanted to be cleared face-to-face, -face, and basically they were set up by some dark entities uh, to try to trap me, to oh, uh, wow. provide an opportunity for things to get on me. So that was one of the so, questions so I was going to ask you. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask you that. Has anything ever attached to you, or you've been able to prevent that? 
No, I, I have uh, extensive protection in the spiritual plane of uh, different beings, and uh, they, they take care of me and keep me safe. Okay. And keep me ar- keep me armored up, uh, so to speak. Okay, to make sure that they don't attach, and then, and that way, when you are doing it, they don't know that you're coming. It's kind of the element of surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They they don't get any advance notice. I'm doing the clearing, right? And uh, the other uh, one of the big advantages is I can clear anywhere in the world, and I can keep this very economical. Uh, I know there's some people who, when they clear, they they show up with. Uh, maybe the paranormal investigator, maybe a medium, and they want to walk around your house, maybe during the day and in the evening. And um, that all adds up to, uh, you know, it's a costly exercise. And, you know, if I can do it in a series of three phone calls where uh, first phone call, we decide what's there and fill out a form. Second phone call, I give you the results of the clearing and third phone calls recheck. I I give it very reasonable. That's, and, I know. And that's I, wonderful. I can do it anywhere. Yeah. That's wonderful. Hey, when we come back um, from, we got to go to commercial break, but when we come back, I want to talk about the different kind of entities that you clear. Cause I find that really fascinating. Hey, you guys, I'm here today with Dave, the mystic. This is Nancy. you This is high road to humanity. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on high road to humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here with Dave Barnett, Dave the Mystic. And Dave, we were talking about, um, you have a worksheet. We're talking about the entities, and I know I printed it out here. I was looking for it. Um, 
you have different ones that you can clear and can you talk about that because I pulled this worksheet because this is for people you guys if you want to go on his website um, DaveTheMystic.com um, you can clear earthbound spirits demons dark entities um, curses elementals can this is just list goes on and on can you talk about that a little bit sure um, when I first started uh, getting involved in clearing, uh, I, I had somebody call me when I was in Las Vegas on vacation, okay. and she said, I have stuff in my house. I can't talk to my husband about it. He's not open to it, oh. and uh, it's a second marriage, and his teenage stepdaughter lives with us. She would use this as an excuse to run home to her mother, so I, I can't bring this up, but I have witches flying out of closets that our two little toddlers are seeing, or like small children. And she said, there's something that walks up behind me and says my name. Uh, I'm laying in bed and something comes over and pushes down on the covers. Yeah. She said, we got a great deal on the house. Nobody would tell us why until after we moved in, we found out that the previous owner, an elderly man who's somewhat of a recluse had hanged himself in the basement. Wow. And I said, well, I'll take a stab at it. You know, she was, she was a friend of a friend of a friend who mm -hmm. found me. Right. And, uh, the I people who find you need to find you. Isn't that interesting, Dave? I love it, that. It is. It is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Continue on, I, sir. I, I, I'm one of those people, you know, if, if I go into a store that's empty to, to get a soft drink or something, uh, by the time I'm ready to cash out, there's eight people in line behind me. Oh, um, my God. So somehow there's an energy there that just yeah. brings in people. Right. And, um, so they, they find me one way or another. <laughs> so were you able to help her? Were you able to clear the house? Yes. Yeah. yeah, the first clearing worked, and uh, I was just kind of winging it. And yeah. then uh, we talked about it two weeks later. She says he's starting to show up again. And uh -huh. one of the, the gifts that I had when I did a lot of development work between 2003 and 2007 was uh, I was shown how to go down to people's hells. Uh, I don't believe that there is an objective hell, uh, you know, where uh, like a place. Know, God, was, God was sent you. No, right. But, but if you die in, in your psychology, you believe in hell, you have an image of what hell looks like, and you think you should be there, the creator says yes. And you will create your own hell, and you'll be tortured, punished, whipped, whatever, and um, until you finally reach a point after a couple hundred years where you say, is this all there is forever and ever? And an angel will step in and say, this is your illusion. You could have stopped it at any time. You could have tapped your heels together and said, there's no place like home and gone right to the spiritual plane. Right. Um, but I was, uh, I was shown away and uh, I was asked to develop a technique to convince these people that it is an illusion and get them back to the spiritual plane. So I started doing that extensively. And that particular tool came in helpful because I found that the guy who committed suicide was in his own self-created hell, but he still had a connection to the house. I see. So I got him out of there, got him back to the spiritual plane, and all the phenomena stopped. Right. And so that, that kind of kicked me off. And so um, starting around 2007, 2008 uh, was when I started doing the clearings. And I thought, I need to come up with a systematic system and a form. You know, I, I know there's a lot of people out there do clearings, and basically they have two categories. It's Earthbound spirits, people who've died, who are still hanging around. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't go to the spiritual plane. And then another group that I'll just loosely call dark entities. And uh, I thought there's, there's got to be more differentiation there. And I also wanted to just stay open to finding other things that are a problem for people. So right. I started out with this worksheet and 
the original worksheet had about four or five columns. And then over time, I kept adding columns as I routinely ran into things. And so I work with connections to past lives that need to be released karmically. I work with entities from other vibrational planes that come and just watch us and lurk. Mm -hmm. um, I work with uh, elementals, which are nature spirits that have uh, artificially been grown by somebody doing dark magic to be bigger and more powerful. And uh, they may take the most powerful ones with them and leave the rest running around. Now they're aware of people, they're aware of our reality, and they don't know where they belong. So okay. um, they, they can get into houses and cause problems. And so right. move them on. Um, so lots of different ways, uh, energy cords, uh, many, many things are on my chart to essentially get people squeaky clean. Right. And that, that leads to the second part of the process, which is also telling people how to stay protected and giving them protection tools. Right. Well, and two things I want to ask you here. One is, and I'm in New Mexico and from New Mexico, mm -hmm. the Native Americans always use white sage. I was taught years ago, like you, I was a real estate broker, but then I did my spiritual stuff on the side. It was this, kind of similar to what you're talking about. Keep mm -hmm. the two, two worlds separate, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want people to think you're nuts. But anyway, even though we know we're not. <laughs> so, uh, I cleared, but I read in your information that clearing with sage doesn't really work so much anymore. Can you talk about that a second? I, I found that fascinating. Yeah. If we go back to 2012, uh, whether or not you think it was the end of the world, according to the Mayan calendar, 2012 was a major shift in vibration. It was a major impulse to people. Um, if you look at it one way, it's a major opportunity that there's so much energy that you can use this to grow and expand and reach higher vibrational levels. And right. whether you think there's going to be an ascension or a movement to 5D, uh, the energy is there. Um, that energy also got into the dark entities and the dark entities started showing up in force and much stronger. And uh, what I've been finding is uh, sage may, uh, may make you feel good, may make the space feel good. Um, if it drives out the entities, if, and that's a big if, uh, they might just go outside and wait a day or two and come back in when the vibration comes back down. And this is true for feng shui or, or gongs or burning uh, alcohol and Epsom salts in a skillet, okay. uh, all these different types of techniques. They, they just, uh, they hang they, out they and they have, come back. They, they hang out and they come back. It, what it, can uh, we do to protect ourselves, Dave, for people <clears throat> out there who feel like, you know, and, and I um, lived by a lake for a while, and I know a lot of entities are by a lake, and I was constantly saging. Uh, what can somebody do? What do you suggest? Tell the audience if you, they feel like they've got some bad energy in the house. Um, well, the protections that I give people <clears throat> really work best after you've cleared. Um, okay. So it, it's kind of like, um, if you have cockroaches in the house, there's not much you can do to get all the cockroaches out. Right. And uh, so you, you want to have the cockroaches cleared, and then you want to take the advice of the, the exterminators, say, okay, what can I do to keep them from reentering? And this may be something around the perimeter. Uh, it may be other things that make your place less desirable than, say, a neighbor's house for where the cockroaches will return to. Okay. Um, I, I work with uh, all of this clearing the same way where uh, we, we clear the house, we get everything. Uh, when, when I do a clearing, I clear the building, I clear any detached buildings like garages or sheds. I clear all the people who routinely live there, the pets, the vehicles. 
So the place, from my point of view, is squeaky clean. Gotcha. And uh, part of my uh, clearing process is I put a crystalline box around the whole property. Okay. And I, I do that during the clearing to contain the things that are there so they can't escape and, and then try to return. Okay. And then when I'm done and they're all gone, I leave the box in place around the property and I put mirroring on the outside of it. Uh, I found that mirroring over the years uh, is very effective, whether it's physical or It deflects. It deflects if you put It deflects dark, right. dark entities. They, right. they, they don't like to approach it and see the truth about themselves. So they avoid ah. mirrors. Okay. And so, so that's how I, I avoid to, or avoid things coming back on a property. And for the people who are clear, uh, I also have a mirror technique uh, for them uh, right. to keep them, them clear. Right. So um, if you want to work on something that would be much more effective than sage, I would just say um, view a column of white light from the creator, from the universe, uh, whatever your, your belief system is mm -hmm. coming down into your heart center forming a great big powerful like nuclear reactor of white light there and then expanding it through your body to drive these things out of your body and then expanding it through your, your residence and then through the rest of your property. Right. And then set the intention that that's going to remain in place uh, to force most of this out. Oh, yeah. And I agree with that. I just want to stop you a second. I bring the white yeah. light in through my crown chakra, through my body. Mm -hmm. I've talked about it on the show many times. And I do yeah. that daily. I bring in the light of God. And I always ask, what color do I need today? Because I've learned that you can heal with color. <laughs> and so I try to bring a color down too, you know, to do that. One thing you mentioned, we've only got a couple minutes to break, but another thing you mentioned that uh, people don't think so much about is pets. Uh, these yeah. entities can attach to pets. Can you address that real quick for me? Yeah, uh, pets, animals, farm animals, your favorite horse, your favorite dog, your favorite cat, your, your goldfish, uh, as a service to you uh, to protect their owner, so to speak, uh, they may take on these entities. And uh, I deliberately clear pets because uh, sometimes pets can take on so many that it pulls down their energy system ah. and it can cause illness. Okay. Um, we know pets are very sensitive. If you look at your dog or cat and they're looking up at a corner, upper corner of the room and they got a big smile on their face, so to speak, there's probably an angel hanging out up there saying, oh, good doggy, you're such a nice okay. little guy. Okay. And the dog's going, yes, yes, I love you. <laughs> Okay. And uh, wagging his tail, and you're just sitting there. What the heck? You what know, is going? Yeah. Darcy in that corner of the room. Yeah, because that's happened, and I'm like, what is she? I have a cat, and I'm like, what is she looking at? But I always think like you do. I think, oh, maybe it's just an angel, and she sees it, and I can't see it. So that's pretty interesting. Hey, listen, we got to go to commercial break, but you guys, I'm here today with Dave the Mystic, and Dave, tell people how can they get in touch with you? How do they set up an appointment with you? Uh, the best approach is just go to uh, www.davethemystic.com and there's a little email thing on there where you can just send me an email inquiry and please include your, your phone number and your time zone and best times to contact you and uh, I'll contact you personally to set up an appointment. I, I don't have an automatic scheduling uh, thing okay. on my website. Okay, cool. All right, you guys, we're here today with Dave the Mystic. This is Nancy Yeralt. This is High Road to Humanity and we'll be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road.
Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparkingwholeness. And now, let's get back to the show. We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerout. This is High Road to Humanity. You know, Dave, I want to talk to you about um, heaven and hell and the spiritual plane. And, you know, people are in a position where humanity is like at a turning point and there people are either going one way, it seems like, or the other. What's your take on this right now, on the situation that's going on in the yeah. world? I, I'm curious. Yeah, I, I truly feel that there are uh, several layers of higher vibrational earths around us where uh, people physically exist and where people, I think, are already being moved off of our vibrational level here and moved to those. And okay. I, I think when they're moved, they do it two ways. They, <clears throat> they take advantage of uh, natural disasters and they can move a lot of people. So uh, these strange things where we have a major tsunami in uh, in Asia and, you know, 100,000 people are dead and they might, they might find 2,000 bodies and say, well, I guess the rest are just lost. Well, I, I think it's a smoke screen for, for moving a lot of people. Where are um, they moving them to? I, I'm to, a to, to higher vibrational, higher, higher realities of earth uh, okay. at our, our different vibrational level than ours. And okay. um, so some of those people may go with their memories intact about where they were. Others may sort of get a fresh start. Uh, I, I believe the same thing is also happening a family might have four kids and one day they wake up, all the pictures in the house show three children. Uh, their whole collective memory is three children that one of those four children moved to another vibrational level and the, uh, the records were adjusted, so to speak. Is this what Jesus talked about where different people would be taken up in the Bible? Um, possibly. Uh, you know what I'm talking he, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he worked with an audience that had such uh, a different perspective on life and spirituality. Mm -hmm. um, so he probably did the best he could in terms of trying to talk about what he was seeing. But I, I do see that. And uh, just as I mentioned, I, I think hell is an illusion. Uh, okay. That I, I we create we, ourselves. Yes. And yeah. I, I think the same thing happens with the, the concepts of limbo or purgatory. Okay. Um, there's a whole lot of your psychology. So you have multiple lifetimes and, uh, but your current lifetime is going to be sort of the psychology 
impact to the psych psychological view, uh, how you present yourself uh, when you return to the spiritual plane. And if you have a, a view, say you're a radical Islamic fundamentalist and you have those views, uh, when you go to the spiritual plane, you may end up with a group of like-minded people who all hold those views. I see. Even though generically the spiritual plane may very uh, much view those uh, views as being sort of uh, backwards and uh, not realistic about what the true nature of the creator is. And the same can be said, you know, for fundamentalist Christians or Orthodox Jews, uh, others. Um, if they really care that psychology and they are not ready to talk to anybody about a different view, they are, you know, it's, it's look, this is what I learned on earth and this is what God should look like and that's where I'm going to be. Oh, gotcha. Uh, you may be in a community of, of like-minded people until you uh, mature and you're open to hearing, uh, uh, I'll say, a more um, open view, a more prophetic, I shouldn't say prophetic, but a, a more... A different way to look at things. The creators. Yeah, yeah. more higher vibration way of looking at things. Gotcha. And uh, so if you... Um, if you're not very far along on this planet, you might, sure, you might go to the spiritual plane, but you might be, uh, there are areas up there that are very dark, very gray, uh, mm -hmm. because the people don't know any better. They don't know to ask to be in a higher place within heaven. And so they're in these places that look very much like those dark things that you saw in that Robin Williams movie where, um, he dies in a car wreck and he's trying yeah. to save his wife who commits suicide. And they right. see people who are in the mud up to their, their heads and uh, they're, they're just puzzled. They, they don't know what to make out of this. Uh, they don't have a concept to take them farther spiritually at that point. Right. I just feel like we have an opportunity right now. I guess that's why I do the show. And I know you do a wonderful radio show. We're going to talk about mm -hmm. that in a minute too. But I feel like um, the more people I can talk to about these things, maybe they open their mind up a little bit more to the spiritual side of things. Um, what do you think? Do you think with the, with the COVID-19, I, I don't know, do you think that's a good, I feel like people were meant to stay home and kind of regroup and start to realize what's more important mm -hmm. in life. What do you feel about that? Oh, very, very much. Uh, okay. Uh, I think it's important. Uh, one of the things I offer people is I have a book list that's categorized okay. and there are books there on uh, reincarnation or books there on uh, what, you know, the spiritual plane looks like what, what's after death. And, um, you know, if people want to just send me an email and just say book list, please, or just book list, uh, I'd be happy to send that book list to people. What's your email they, address, Dave? Yeah. The, the one to use for that is D Barnett, D B A R N E T T at, holistic h-o-l-i-s-t-i-c beliefs.com okay. and uh, but they can do it through the website too you right, know if they, right. if they go on the email or on the website they just you know in the in the subject line just put book list and uh, i'd be happy to send a book list to you and, and it's three or four pages and they're categorized and they're, they're all books that i can recommend 
Right. Well, and I want to mention um, that you helped me because I'm intuitive, but um, be- have become more intuitive over the last few years. The more you do this work, the more you meditate, the more you get into it, it seems like you attract more and more. And I have entities come to me all the time and want to go to mm-hmm. the light. And I called you and said, Dave, did that really happen? Just because <laughs> when you're psychic, no, it's true. You feel it and you know it. And I'm bringing this up because I know other people have this happen and I don't want people to think they're crazy. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I have it happen and it's nice to have confirmation. You know, you can be psychic, but it's hard to read yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it can be. And yeah. uh, it, another block that sort of goes along with that. Uh, I, I do a lot of core belief things on subconscious core beliefs. And a lot of those go back to other lifetimes okay. And many, many people who are finding their gifts coming online now, um, they've had past lifetimes where they've been persecuted, maybe executed, hanged as a witch, whatever. For burned, speaking up. Uh, for, for speaking up or for using our gifts. Maybe right. they were just an herbal healer and they, they were contrary to the church. Um, maybe they were doing other things. Now, some of them, sure, yeah, they may have been fairly evil people. And, uh, but the vast majority of them were just uh, falsely accused. And if you bring that thinking in your subconscious to this lifetime and you find yourself, wow, I'm, I'm really gifted and clairvoyantly. I'm seeing entities. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, I can't tell anybody that because next thing there'll be a knock in the middle of the night and I'll be arrested. Right. And so I, I work with people on changing those core beliefs because those really do get in the way for a lot of people developing their gifts. Well, yeah, and it's it's true because, and then you wonder, okay, I know I did this and I know this person was here, and, but it's nice to have confirmation. And I just wanted to say that to you. You've really um, helped me and I know you've helped a lot of people. You know, you do this work and it's you don't charge a ton of money. And I want to commend you for that because a lot of times when people, like you were talking, they think they have an entity in the house and they bring in this team and it's like astronomical for them to afford to even do this. Yeah. So what you mm-hmm. do is, is such a gift to people. I mean, you do, I believe in the yin and the yang, you have to make money doing yeah. this, but you don't have to charge a fortune um, to get it done. And I just wanted to thank you for that. Um, you also talk about, and I read some of your stuff about mirror gazing and trance mediumship that you have to be careful of that kind of stuff. Can you address that? Cause I, I don't know a ton about it, but mm-hmm. I, I saw it in your, in your notes. Yeah. If you look at uh, mirrors, well, the, the technical term for reading a crystal ball is scrying right. and it's sort of the root word. Uh, it goes back every day. We use the word describe describe comes from the word scrying. Okay. So Interesting. Uh, when we All describe right. something, it's, it's how did we get that information? Okay. Uh, people don't use crystal balls now. They, they use a, a flat plate of uh, something dark, typically obsidian that's polished. Mm-hmm. And they look into that. And some people I've, I know who just look into dark formica. That does it for them too. Wow. Any um, in, in of those techniques, they could, if you don't set your intentions and you don't discern they could connect you to the astral plane. And there's a lot of entities that are, that are somewhere between uh, annoying and very dark hanging out in the astral plane. Okay. You don't want to connect to those. There's no value or really significant purpose for connecting those. You want to connect to high vibrational beings and spiritual planes. So uh, you sort of almost need to develop a little script that, you know, in this, uh, in my work today, I'm going to connect to the, 
the, the, the spiritual plane or higher. I'm only going to work with high vibrational beings for the highest and best good. Those types of words, whatever's comfortable to you, mm -hmm. so that you don't accidentally open up a portal that goes to the astral plane and start letting these entities come through. Um, although we think uh, the book is being kind of humorous and satire and uh, Alice Through the Looking Glass by Lewis Carroll, mm -hmm. um, there are people who have opened up mirrors to other realms and brought through things. Right. And so you need to be careful. And, and mediumship is the same way. Right. When you, when you are in either a full trans mediumship or conscious trans mediumship, and you are allowing an entity to use your body to communicate with others, mm -hmm. um, you really need to have your intentions in place so that you don't allow some crumb bone to come into you. And uh, maybe you will have a hard time kicking them out. Right, and right. You could start to look a little bit like schizophrenia. You can't get rid of the voice in your head. Right. Well, yeah. And I always say, may the light of God surround me. May the power of God protect me wherever I am. God is before I do anything. Um, and I put white light around myself to make sure that I'm protected before I do anything like a reading or anything like that for anybody. You know, when we come back, we're getting ready to go to commercial break. I want to talk about your radio show because you have an awesome radio okay. show. All right. So yes, you guys, this is Nancy Yarrell. I'm here today with Dave the Mystic. This is High Road to Humanity. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better? To create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me. And I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up. The universe is speaking to you. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams. 
and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerl. This is High Road to Humanity. We are so blessed today to be here with Dave the Mystic. Dave, let's talk about your radio show. You have a radio show on Blog Talk, blog talk Radio. It is Dave the Mystic. It's on Monday nights, is that right, at 8 o'clock p.m.? Yeah. Okay. Monday nights, 8 o'clock, uh, Denver time, which is Mountain Time. Awesome. Mountain Time is between Pacific Time and Central Time. A lot of people don't know from other parts of the country, wow, we have four time zones in this country. It's three. <laughs> Well, why'd you decide to do a podcast? Um, you know, I know why I did it. Talk to me about why you did it. Well, uh, gosh, back about 2010, I, I had two different companies call me saying, gee, Dave, we'd really like to have you host a radio show. Oh, well, that sounds good. Yeah, and we'll, we'll do like, we'll record a series of eight. Okay, and we'll get advertisers. That's great. And all you need to do is pay us $5,000, and then we'll what? take that money from the advertisers and pay you back to 5000 and uh, it's like, yeah, what are the odds that somebody with no presence on radio is going to attract advertisers that are going to cover that 5000 mm. Probably not very good in a series <laughs> of eight shows. Uh, and uh, I mentioned this to somebody, and I said, well, Dave, why would you pay to be on when you can do it for free through uh, Blog Talk Radio? Right. And <clears throat> at that time, Blog Talk Radio was just getting started, and so... You could be in the evening on prime time. You could have an hour show, and it was all free. And yeah. uh, I did it for free for several years. And then they got enough people signed up, and then they started charging a monthly fee, yeah. which is is still fairly nominal. Right. And um, so I just started doing it, and I, I just wanted to get out there. I, I sort of viewed it. I grew up in Wichita, where there still isn't a whole lot of uh, metaphysical uh, work or bookstores. Uh, or pretty quiet because uh, it's kind of the north end of the Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, you know, if I lived in western Kansas, say in Dodge City or Garden City or, you know, any of those places, where would I get information on readers? How, how do you do readings? How do you get healings? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the healing systems that people are downloading? Uh, what does it look like to have mediumship? All these different things. Right. Uh, where, where would somebody go for those resources? And so I just started building on that, that there's going to be people in a lot of corners of the world who have no access to the big city uh, type of metaphysical bookstores or experiences. And uh, I just wanted to uh, kind of be out there and help people have access to this. And so right. I'm, I'm approaching my 500th show. And, wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. In fact, that's going to be on uh, December 7th. So Pearl Harbor Day will be my Oh, wow. Show. Wow. 
That's so I'm awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah, and you guys, I was on his show, and he has. Uh, you can call in, and it's really cool if you want to ask questions. And uh, it's just a really, really neat show. And and I wanted to bring that up because I think it's wonderful work that you do. Um, you know, I want to talk about a couple more things. Um, you mentioned uh, talking about I don't know I, how I heard this, or maybe I heard it on a talk show, but you were saying that Edison had tried to develop a way to communicate with the spirits way back when. And so Mm -hmm. um, can you talk a little bit about that and uh, your communication with the spirits now? Yeah, well, Edison loved all the new upcoming technology. You know, big things happened when they found that they could produce a vacuum in a glass envelope. And that led to uh, the first uh, realizable light bulbs that had lifetime. You know, Edison didn't invent a light bulb, but he perfected it. And it took him about a thousand trials to find the right combination of filament materials and currents mm-hmm. and things to make a light bulb that would work. And he you know, did the record player and the phonograph and wax recordings. And then he, he got into you know making movies and mm-hmm. uh, just a, a whole lot of things. And a whole bunch of people back then were just saying, what do we do with these new vacuum tubes? You know, for the first time we have, electronic amplifiers you know they they can be very sensitive they can make a small signal big which is what an amplifier does and edison thought that well there's all this talk because uh, again keep in mind he's right in the middle of uh, all the mediumship craze you know the mediumship really kicked off in the 1840s with the fox sisters it got a big boost in the civil war when so many people lost their sons in battle and okay. in many cases, never had the remains returned. And they wondered, how what did happened? they die? Did they know we loved them? You know, what happened? Right, right. And so mediumship really got a big boost there. And uh, the spiritualism movement and spiritualist church really moved forward from that. Mm-hmm. So again, you have Edison writing on that crest. You know, same time that Harry Houdini's writing on that crest, de- trying to debunk them because uh, uh, he-, he thought it was real. But there were so many... Uh, flimflam artists out there faking mediumship that he, he was going around showing that their their special effects were, were all rigged that's and, how we uh, got a bad name isn't it that's how yeah. that's how psychics and mediums really got a bad name yeah when, when uh, you know it's one thing to help people with grief it's another thing to prey on people with grief right and right. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the mediumship you know the basic idea of mediumship is that the person is a conduit from the spiritual plane to the people here in the physical. Right. And um, so th- that's what mediumship is. And so in most cases, uh, maybe not most, but many cases, people are, are in a grieving process and they want to connect with a loved one. Mm-hmm. And, and they want to make sure the loved one's okay, that maybe they, uh, they have things that they said to the loved one or the loved one said to them that they both regret. Right. And they, they'd like to clear that up as the loved one moves forward into the spiritual plane. Right. So, so the mediumship is, uh, you know, that type of thing. So, well, I uh, want to bring up, I want to stop you a second. Cause um, I, yeah. I, I always feel like, you know, my dad has passed and my sister's passed and, mm-hmm. and I'll find a penny or I'll hear a song that reminds me of them. And that's how I know that's my confirmation that mm-hmm. they're around. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Uh, Finding coins, uh, finding coins with a significant date on them. So uh, if you lose somebody and then you start noticing pennies in your house, out on the sidewalk, 
pick them up and look at the date. You know, there might be some numerology thing with the date that okay. is meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very easy for people in the spiritual plane to affect electronics. They can make uh, watches stop. They can make uh, kitchen timers go off when you go near them. Um, they they can TVs. cause a, uh, TVs and cause a song to come on the radio. You, you turn on the radio and there's that special song that's meaningful for you. Right. Uh, they can make mechanical clocks stop. Uh, so they have a lot of these things. So pennies, feathers, uh, yeah. uh, synchronicities where you just suddenly, uh, oh, look at that license tag, and it's your loved one's name. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, they're, they're nudging you. They're getting your attention. They're saying, look up, look up. You know, I, I did this just for you. Look up. Yeah. You know, and so there's a whole lot of that. They, they do find that's easy that way. Why don't they show up physically? Well, occasionally they do show up uh, ephemerally where you get a vision of them. Right. And, uh, that and I've had that. Sense. I've had that actually when my dad died. I saw him before yeah. he left, which I felt was a real blessing. But mm-hmm. that was, you know, you don't hear that very often. And I was shocked when I saw him. But he did the wave and said goodbye, letting me know he was okay. And that was a real yeah. blessing. Have you heard that before? Yeah, my mom's uh, second husband, uh, he had a stroke. He was in the hospital. She was in a motel nearby. And uh, contrary to what the doctors were trying to hold out hope, but it was a false hope. And about five in the morning, uh, something caused her to wake up. She looked at the foot of the bed, and he was standing there. And yeah. he uh, held his hands sort of like like this and yeah. kind of leaned towards her with a smile. Oh. And they disappeared. And then yeah. the phone rang, and the nurses said he's gone. Yep. And that's yeah. and it's a blessing because you know it really is. Gosh, that gives me chills because it's just it's a cool thing. And I want to bring it up because you know some people see these things and they just fluff it off. You're like, oh, that's not real, but it is. Well, if if you um, ask an average person on the street, do you believe in ghosts? Have you seen a ghost? Uh, most of them, no, deny it. Right. If you give them an a random survey where they're uh, anonymous, uh, about 80% will respond yes. Yeah. Really quick, um, we've got probably three minutes left of the show, yeah. but I know that you are able to go to other realms and that you've helped other um, species uh, with different yeah. things. Can you talk about that real quick? I just find this fascinating. Well, one of the first ones it was, uh, is very humorous. Uh, so some spiritual beings came to me and said, Dave, we need your help doing the healing in, uh, w- with another alien race. I said, okay. And they said, and you're going to have to control your emotions because they look very different. Okay. And I said, okay. And they said, you're going to be tempted to laugh. You got to stifle that. I said, <laughs> okay. I show up in this great big hospital ward and I'm huge compared to them. And they all look like June bucks in hospital beds. Wow. And that's the sentient species. Okay. And so I help them with their epidemic to uh, heal and, and get over that and to uh, uh, essentially cause the fire to go out on their, their pandemic. But, you know, seeing little June bugs in hospital beds, I mean, that's that was crazy. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So, I mean, it's just so interesting that they ask you to help. Now, so my question to you is, before we get out of here today, yeah. can you help with the COVID? Is there anything you can do or have you attempted to? I, I've been working with it, and okay. uh, I do. I do think the the COVID is uh, 
evolving naturally. I think we're trying to accelerate that so it, it becomes uh, less, less transmissible and less serious on its effects. So okay. doing that. Uh, I also think, though, that COVID is part of, uh, if you look at the astrology for 2020, right. uh, this is a crazy year with all the retrogrades and all the eclipses and things. Mm-hmm. And um, we're, you know, nobody can ever identify when you're changing, like from uh, Pisces into Aquarius. But I really feel like we're we're at the edge now where we're really going into Aquarius, and uh, serious stuff is happening to cause people to sit up and take notice and to spiritually grow and to yeah. to make a choice to uh, essentially man up and and you yeah. know, t- take on the challenge rather than retreating. Right, exactly. Hey, Dave, it's been a pleasure to have you on oh, the this show. This has been fun. Yeah, tell Thank everybody. You so much. Oh, you're welcome. Tell everybody one more time how to get in touch with you, please. Yeah, go to my website, www.davethemystic.com. And there's a mailer there. Let me know what you need or what you'd like. And- oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Hey, you guys, this is Nancy Yerault. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will see you next week. Have a terrific week. Can achieve your goal. Let's hit the high road. Hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know that by staying on the high road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. You can achieve your goal.